When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you want more? More. Oh, uh, this good? Oh, wow, that was extreme. Edging. With Tucker and Mora. Called again? I forget the name of this one. Something we could no longer contain. Uh, Pigeon Camera. Ah. From Fully Completely. Um, one of my favorite Tragically Hip songs. Oh, yeah. Of all time. My favorite is Grace, too. Yeah, oh, really? That's a good one. It's just, uh, you don't heard it a million times. Have you? Do you have a, you have a hip song that wasn't a radio single that, uh, um, that you love? Uh, that did you ever go deep with the hip? Like, did you ever? I liked put it in on? Violet Light, which was like you know from one of the albums that weren't as celebrated. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, uh, let me just double check the song that I'm Thompson thinking of. Thompson Girl. I really like Thompson Girl. Thompson Girl. Okay, this is a song from In Violet Light, which is also one of my favorites. Oh, cool. This is a wicked song. Let me fast forward into it because is this one not In Violet Light? This is the one I was talking about. It's not called In Violet Light. It's the album's in violet light. Yeah, this is my jam. And this is one of my favorite hip yeah. songs as well. Oh, look yeah. at that. Look at that. We aligned. Yeah. Great song. Do you know Topson Girl? I probably do. But I'm, I'm wondering if that's what it's actually called, though. <laughs> it is. Pretty sure. It's not on this album, though. No. It's an earlier one. Thompson Girl. It's on Fireworks. Or sorry, it's on Phantom Power. Okay. This is called It's a Good Life If You Don't Weaken. Yeah. And I do like this song. In particular, this part. Coming up right here. You ready for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere to go. The uh, reason why we're diving into a little bit of a Tragically Hip rabbit hole is because our guest on this podcast is Tragically Hip guitarist Paul Langlois. Been with the band since the very beginning and has got a solo project coming out this summer. Brand new song that we'll give a little preview to as well. I'm excited to talk to him about uh, your golf story. 
Oh, yeah. You think See he remembers he, playing golf with me? He was randomly <laughs> paired up with you on a golf course. Yeah, like, in Kingston. In Kingston. Like, yeah. You were playing solo. He was playing solo. So they sent you out together. And you're like a yeah, massive yeah. hip fan and you're dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you're dying. I've always appreciated the hip. But there was a time where they were like my favorite band. Sure. Loved it. Lived for the hip, their live show, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, so our conversation with Paul Langwa is coming up. Let's get friendship right. Jam. Yeah, I know. I want to just keep listening to it. <laughs> yeah, because as the albums get, you know, continued, I, uh, you know, like every band, you have like the albums that you gravitate towards, and for me, it's. Obviously, the slightly older stuff, the yeah. first kind of half. Sure. This was a nice little treat. This was a nice one on the album. What's this Thompson? Uh, oh, you know it. It's called Thompson Girl? Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably it. do it. I probably, I probably do. You know it. All right, here we go. This is from, as Bunda said, Phantom Power. And uh, let's hear. Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> Great song. Thompson girl stranded at the unique motel. Thompson girl. Oh, no, see, you're not really a hip guy, eh? Uh, I mean, like, are there certain songs that, uh, mostly the radio ones that, that I've heard that I appreciate, like, the vibe that they have, but I, I, I've never dove deep into the hip. It's never, I think I missed the boat on that band. Like, it was. Oh, maybe. You know? Yeah, because there was a time where you couldn't miss the boat because everyone was on it and yeah, they yeah. were grabbing you and pulling you on. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you grew up in Ontario. Like, they were everything. All right, well, coming up next, our conversation with Paul Langlois. The legend! Look who it is. It's Paul Langlois. And this is brand new music. called it matters to me is it weird to have other people play it for you now this is the first time oh, that somebody really? else pressed play that on the song else play, pressed play and i'm listening on headphones just thinking i don't know how did i do that <laughs> <laughs> well has anyone pressed stop <laughs> if not then it's probably doing pretty good i think it sounds good yeah oh thanks thanks a lot New album coming out in July. Uh, Paul Langwa, best known for his role in the Tragically Hip, but certainly no stranger to solo music. You've had a couple albums before, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Like, not quite 10 years. 
And then uh, in that range? We call it 10 years, yeah. Yeah. So it's my second one. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and this all happened because you just had to kind of like slap a band together in order to uh, do a show in Niagara for the Canada Games or something? Yeah. The, um, this guy's name is Matthew Milne. He, he said, hey, I'm on the board. I was in touch with him through a friend, and um, he said, I'm on the board of the Canada Games closing ceremonies. Would you like to play? And it was like six months out, like it was in the spring, and the gig was in August of last year. And um, I was like, well, I don't know what I'd do. And he, he said, well, don't you have a band? And I said, no, I don't <laughs> have a band. But I guess I could put one together. And so I just thought, I don't know. I love kids, and I love sports kids. And, you know, the Canada Games, it's, it's not overly popular or known about, but... Um, I started reading about it. It's like 60% of uh, Olympians in Canada have, you know, they competed in the Canada Games. Oh, so cool. it's all these kids. Yeah, which is great. And I just thought, well, that'll be funny to play this gig. And so I just started thinking about people I wanted to have in my band. And, um, you know, four out of four of them said yes. And, and they're just buddies that live in Kingston and are musicians, but um, not necessarily full-time. You know, they have other work, but... Uh, oh, my God. So they got to be in a band with you. Did they Did they have to audition or anything? Or these are guys <laughs> that you just know? No, I just knew. I just knew. And, and honestly, uh, good friends. Um, I would say, except the drummer, I knew of him just to be in high school. Johnny, our drummer, the hip's drummer, uh, he used to say, yeah, there's this kid over at this other high school that's really good. His name's Billy Anglin. And he was about five years younger than us. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, he, he um, I know him well now because we've been rehearsing and we've played a few gigs. And um, and I'm very glad to know him. I'm very glad he's on my side. And so anyway, it's just, uh, it's a great bunch of guys, which makes me way more comfortable yeah, because if you're gonna have front to, person, yeah, if you're gonna do something at this stage in your career, you want it to feel good. You know, you don't need yeah. to do it, so it might as well be fun for you. Yeah, um, at, with everything, you know, obviously, the you know, mourning the loss of Gord and uh, and you know, the tragically hip sort of shutting down. Um, how long do you put your guitar down for a while? Do you take a break from music? Do you find yourself like not wanting to pick it up for a period of time? Um. Yes, uh, it, it was, um, and we really didn't handle it um, in hindsight um, probably as well as uh, we could have as a group. We just didn't talk, and it was just everyone just went through their own private morning, and um, I was certainly, we didn't have any enthusiasm to well, it's a hard thing anything. to go through. And you know? it happened yeah. fast, right? And like, it happened fast, yeah. yeah. And it was just... Uh, I mean, that final tour and the, the, the you know ending with the televised concert and everything like that, It's I mean, it's, a, it's great that you had that experience yes. to do together because it seemed like it really brought everyone, you know, close together and those final, you know, stages. Um, but yeah, so how long is it before you kind of like, you know, walk into that room where all your guitars are and pick it up and start jamming again? And, I would say it was probably a couple of years, you know, it, it was, um, we all knew it was coming and Gordon knew it was coming and, um, so happy that he was able to achieve that last tour and be in good enough mental shape 
that was the best mental shape he was in just those months. And, um, and so he, he did it and, and we helped him do it. And, uh, so that was great. But then when he died, it was just probably a couple of years of, no, I wouldn't really pick up the guitar. I didn't really think I would ever be here right now. You know, I just thought, okay, it's all done. Not only have I lost my best friend, but, um, you know, I've lost the hip. We were going to, we were going to keep going for 20 years. I mean, yeah. Sure you and were. we would have continued to go see you for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, really? Well, thanks. That uh, was really beautiful though. Like as somebody watching it, yeah. that was so special and powerful what you guys did. Yeah. It was so like, um, I was living with Gord helping his uh, brother, Pat look after him and, um, through his radiation. This is prior to the tour. And then, and he kept saying wasn't in full 100% mental health because it was his brain. And but he's like, weren't we supposed to tour? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, we were supposed to tour, Gord. And, well, are we going to? And, you know, I was like, well, you know, I guess we're going to sort of play it by ear here. Anyway, uh, uh, he managed to just work out every day. It was amazing to watch. He was so driven and... Um, so, you know, just, uh, it was very lucky that we were able to, um, to end it that way. Like it was bizarre, but one thing he said as we were going into it, he's like, you know, I'm not going to be standing up there crying about it. (laughs) And then it was like, no, but uh, you know, we just couldn't picture what it was like. And it turned into from the very first show in Victoria, it was like, it was a celebration Mm -hmm. and, and everyone was happy. Yeah. Of course there were tears and stuff, but. Um, not on our part. We weren't up there crying about it, and he certainly wasn't. He wanted to put on the biggest show. That's why all the costumes and everything. Yeah, he was living his dream. He always wanted to have costumes and and uh, be that guy. Yeah, and, and he he got to do it. And then your friend is responsible for you reengaging into music. Then the, the the friend who invited you to perform at that closing ceremony. Well, is, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess somebody is, and and uh, my wife. Um, it's like get out of the house. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, she was like, "No, you have to do this gig," and I'm like, oh, "I got to put a band together. That's just going to be such a pain and so awkward." And so we just started talking, Joanne and I, and. Um, Figured out who uh, I wanted, and um, then we did the gig, and I thought that was it. And Joanne was like, "Well, you're going to write songs, aren't you?" And record. And I was like, "Well, I don't have any songs, so no." That's how it starts, though. <laughs> Nothing, and then that's uh, how it started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just had the pressure of now I got these guys in the band, so I need to come up with songs so we can record, and that's that's how it happened. I forced myself to do it. Wait, you would you pick up the guitar around a fire at like a on the lake and play in that capacity? Quite often, yeah. Okay, um, and and that really inspired me to finish songs because I got a couple of pesky friends that have finished songs, you know, and they're just you know like a farmer rep, and then all of a sudden they come up with this beautiful song that's like that's your song, and so I just started thinking to myself: the more we were at the cottage in the summer, the more campfires. You got to finish some songs, bud. Like, you know, you're you're supposed to be a professional here. Yeah. So I started finishing the bathrooms on uh, songs. You know, like just didn't run out of money. Just sort of finished the project, and um, 
So a campfire has been very inspiring to me. Um, I, it's my absolute favorite thing to do. Okay. Has anyone grabbed your guitar and smashed it against some rocks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grab a stick and juicy fruit. Is that, is that the commercial I'm thinking of? <laughs> they, they take and they're like, oh, guitar guy. Well, do you, are you cool to pass it to the next guy if somebody else wants to take a turn? Oh, we have rules. We have signs up on our, our campfire. There's a big um, pine tree that's right um, adjacent, and we have signs like old wooden signs that we painted two song max uh, <laughs> okay and then you got to pass you got to pass okay two yeah. songs max and i'm really quite uh, strict about it and you have to pass it and uh be supportive some people aren't aren't supportive you know they'll make they're just funny that way you yeah know? yeah they'll just make oh, funny yeah. or they'll talk yeah. You know. No talk. Yeah. No, yeah. God forbid. No talking. <laughs> no talking. Uh, no yeah. iPhones. Oh. No iPads. Yeah. If you if if you don't care enough to learn the lyrics, don't do the song. Oh, wow. So that's another Sounds rule. strict. It, it's very strict. <laughs> it I kind of love it. Yeah. I'm trying to think if someone was telling me, I remember hearing it either in an interview or we were interviewing someone and they were hanging out with you guys playing songs. I don't know if it was Dallas Green. Somebody had come by that campfire and was, uh, you guys were maybe, taking well, turns. Yeah, we, we know Dallas and he came and uh, sang on stuff at the studio. We may have had a campfire that night. Not I can't, sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, we're with Paul Langlois. Uh, you know him from the hip, and he's got a new, um, I'd say, solo album, but it's not really because you're with a group of guys. It's the Paul Langlois band. It's called Guess What? It's out July 16th. Uh, did you find yourself in the studio saying, you know, this is not how we used to do it, or like telling <laughs> any of the guys, teaching them some lessons about <laughs> how it's really done? Or? Uh, no, it was... Um, we did it exactly like um, the hip did it, which was just straight up live. Um, let's play the songs. And so we went into the studio um, and we all knew the songs. And I actually sang and played my guitar at the same time. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah. That's rare. I mean, it, it is rare. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I overdub, I had to overdub one um, vocal take. I had to redo it because my voice was really scratchy. <laughs> was that your yeah. way of just um, avoiding that thought of just being focused on vocals? Like the guitar is a distraction, so you're yeah. not getting in your head a bit? Yeah, and then it kind of made me lay out at times where I wouldn't. You know, I was uh, sort of, if anyone had any issue with my guitar playing, I'd, uh, I didn't lay out much. You know, it was okay. just kind of, I just kept it going. And uh, I found myself laying out on this record at times where I just come in with the chorus and, you know, because the verse, I was just kind of concentrating on singing, but it was always live and plugged in. And these guys are all like rock guys, especially the rhythm section, like their influences are probably way more rocky than mine. And, um, everyone was really into it. We were well rehearsed. They're all good players. And, and, um, so it was actually fun. And we really only had three days cause they work in other, jobs where all of us were together so it was and we were there in total eight days but those three days i wanted to get all 10 songs and we did yeah. are these guys hopeful that they can potentially leave those other jobs <laughs> yeah, that's so funny to say that <laughs> there's one guy greg ball who's uh been a really good friend of mine for a long time produced three of his records he's a singer songwriter but he works um 
in a known bar and a known restaurant in Kingston. And he's like, I am so looking forward to quitting. We're just going <laughs> to get this me out of here. Get yeah. me out of here. Yeah. Um, not sure it's going to work out that way, but um, you can always hope. And um, they love it. They're, they're, they're very happy to um, be part of it, uh, it appears, which makes me feel just um, way more comfortable than I would ever picture me being in this situation. So you guys are, you know, in the hip, a bunch of guys from Kingston. You form a band, and uh, you've never really left Kingston. I mean, you've toured all over, but it's always been home. And I wonder, you know, is it because people just sort of, when they see you in the wild, like I remember living there, seeing you in the wild, no one really bothers you? They just kind of let you do your thing? Yeah, and everyone, I think everyone just wanted to have a normal life of some sort. And we were all... You know, getting married and having kids, and we wanted to be, we all wanted to be, you know, good dads. We were away a lot, of course. Um, I accept that. I'm, you know, uh, rather defensive about it um, because when we were home, it, we were all full time dads, but we weren't home all the time, obviously. We, we had to, yeah. we were on the road. So, uh, but Kingston sort of kept us. Um, Normal and, and solid. people treat you normal there, right? Like you, totally. You, when you're walking around, you're buying oh, groceries, yeah. whatever. No one's like in your face about anything. No, no, not at all. It, and I've never had anyone come up to me, uh, a hip fan, um, recognize me like for a picture to say hi or, you know, th- this song meant a lot or I was at this gig. I've never met a non-nice person. Like they're all well-intentioned and they're all just saying nice things so it's it's like and not bad people easy. to be around that love it's you easy. right yeah it's great is there a place in canada that you you go to and they're like oh man they're a bit much they're like <laughs> they're all over <laughs> you are there some towns that treat you differently than other ones no i wouldn't say so no it's pretty um it seems pretty consistent and you know we can um that was the intention too. Like I can walk down the street and no one's going to recognize me or, or uh, unless it's a hip fan. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so it doesn't really happen often. And when it happens, it's always pleasant. When always you, makes you feel good. Even when, you, when you're on the golf course. Because <laughs> Tucker tells that story. We've heard the story of the two of you being randomly matched up yes. on the golf course. You were both we going were. to play just solo randomly? I was there to play alone, and uh, your course that you normally play at wasn't opened, and the golf pro who we both knew put us out together. But, uh, I mean, I, I just, he just said, I'm going to put you out with Paul. And you just assumed it was a guy named Paul. It was a guy named Paul. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I know that guy. And, um, and you know, I, I think for the first nine holes, I tried to just, you know, shut up and uh, just play golf and <laughs> not was say anything. Was your swing terrible? Were I mean, you playing awful? Like, no, he was pretty good. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't remember. I do remember I didn't have my putter with me because oh. it was my first round of the year, I think, and I was using just like whatever. I putt left and play golf right, and I was using like the back end of an iron, maybe like a three iron or something <laughs> oh. to putt with. But I, I do remember like after taking the turn, eventually dropping in some hints because you know how you have different, you know, your favorite band at different times in your life. And yeah. the Tragically Hip were certainly one of my favorite bands through the 90s, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, to the point where when uh, I think it was Day for Night when that came out, I got on a 
city bus at my university and went into Sherbrooke, Quebec to buy the album. Like I had to have it the day it came out. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, um, I remember bringing up a couple of shows that I had been at, um, with a hip and I've been to many, but like a couple stand out. Are there, are there ones in your, that you can think back to and still remember specific shows that mean more than others? Well, only because I know you're from Montreal. I would think of the spectrum, um, was uh, a show that we really felt like, okay, we're kind of arriving here in the spectrum. This is cool. Like, it was such a great venue. And the concert hall here in Toronto um, was also a confirmation. So when I think of, like, us arriving, like, sort of after Road Apples or, you know, in the Road Apples Mm -hmm. days, uh, the town pump in Vancouver, I think of sort of the big cities across Canada where it was kind of like, wow, we, we, we people seem to really be into this and they know us. And um, For me, it was University of Montreal. You guys did a show there. Oh, really? And yeah. it was crazy because it was general admission floor and, and seats in the back. And if you were in seats, you could go out onto the floor at any point. And <laughs> it got wild. Like, it was insane. <laughs> Before you guys started, it was Intense. I do remember nobody could smoke a cigarette for as long uh, while playing the guitar and doing backup vocals than you. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're still smoking, but boy, you would be crushing them on stage. That must have been a weird shift when it went from being able to smoke on stage to you couldn't because of the, you know, the rules of the arena. Yeah, well, I was part of the camp that was like when, uh, you know, they were going to ban smoking in restaurants. You know, I I was part of the camp. It's like, oh my God, restaurants are just going to die. Like, no one's going to. They're going to be empty. They're going to be empty, and yeah. it was quite the opposite yeah. <laughs> effect on the business. And um, no, I mean, yeah, I smoked, and yes, I sang backups and smoked because I didn't like putting it at the end of my guitar. It was just <laughs> I was <laughs> smoking it. Stick it in the string. So wait, yeah. you'd sing with it in your mouth, or you take it out? No, I'd, I'd sing it w- in my mouth. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a great display <laughs> of smoking and rock and roll. All in one. I mean, Keith Richards could probably rival you in terms of smoking on stage. Uh, Bundes, our producer, uh, has been in many bands and, you know, was did a, many a show. Yeah, I used to love that, too. I did often put it in the in the strings and by the pegs there, <laughs> just in case, uh, when I was singing. But then it would go back in the mouth when I was just playing. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I've no, I was a smoker. I could never keep it in my mouth that long. It'd be uh, my eyes. It'd be like burning my eyes. You know, you're trying to just get a fresh, fresh breath of air, and you're kind of choking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it was a thing. But then I stopped smoking on stage when I saw a poster. Uh, we were with MCA, which became Universal. We still are. Uh, the hip are still with Universal, but. Um, it, uh, the American uh, version, there was a poster and it's like the five guys and I'm on the far left, individual shots and I got a smoke in my mouth. And I think, you know, Joanne was pregnant and um going to have my first kid. And I just thought, I'm not going to do this again. This is not going to be, I don't want them to look back. It, you know, anyway, so I, I stopped doing it. And I'm sort of a bit like I did it, you know, that that was what I did. Yeah. But I, it was more in the 
just to have a smoke. It wasn't like trying to be uh, anything yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I smoke. You're great at it. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Uh, what's like a a perfect summer day for you then? Um, see, you bring up cottages and uh, an ideal day when you're when you're working or when you're not working. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love the summer much more than the winter, like a lot of people. And um, I like being out on the water. Um, you know, um, we're lucky enough to have a cottage, and so that's where I would be. I would be at the cottage, probably trip around in the boat, maybe go across to a little restaurant and go have a pint and come back and, yeah. and have a campfire at the end of the night and just be in... Uh, unaware of temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's <laughs> so Ontario right there. I love yes. that. Uh, <laughs> Paul Langlois' new album is called Guess What? Out July 16th. The new single's called It Matters to Me. Uh, can I ask you the question that you probably hate getting? Sure. I don't know what it is, but go. I mean, is there any chance that you will get back together with the guys and do some sort of tribute to yourselves and maybe bring guest musicians along and uh, I mean I think to you guys performed was it Sarah Harmer you performed with uh, for the Junos uh, or something? It was Feist. Oh yeah, Feist. Feist yeah sorry yeah. so you perform with Feist for a you know a Juno um, kind of uh, song and uh, I wonder you know like I'm sure there's enough people we could get together to get up on the mic and not, you know, and, and bands, look, bands have gone on after singers have passed. Yeah. We've seen it done yeah. successfully. Many times. And do you even get together with the guys to play anymore? No. Um, but we do get together um, uh, mostly like through COVID, a Zoom call. But basically we have one every, um, you know, maybe three out of four weeks. Uh, so constantly see their faces and... Um, we have a studio. Yeah, uh, it's but right we have there. other. Right there. <laughs> we have. Yeah, it's right there. I know. And and it doesn't it have to be up. done as a way. You know, I'm. I know you guys can do it in the right way, and I know the fans would love to see you guys play those songs again. Obviously, everyone's preference would be to have Gord up there, but that's not an option now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, you know, to grab a Dallas or to grab a Feist or to grab somebody else and and get them up there and just you know. Show some love to the songs that you guys created. I think that uh, yeah, I'm just planting the seed. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll let you out of this. I'll let you out of it. I'm, I'm just planting a seed. And there have been others that have come before you trying oh, to sure. plant the same seed. Oh, but it was only because it was Feist that, that was the only thing that could. Yeah, wow. Well, let's get Feist to do a whole show then. A whole like it just it doesn't have to be a whole tour. Just do one. We'll, uh, we'll take what we can get. But look, we're not here to talk about that band. We're here to talk about the. Paul Langwa Band and the new song is called It Matters to Me. It matters to me. It matters to no It matters to me. I always think back to uh, that story Maura tells of uh, the guy from Train. Oh my God, me too. I was thinking of the right <laughs> as soon as we started playing it. We I inter, I don't know if you've ever come across Pat Monahan from Train, but he stopped by for an interview, and we were playing a new song of his, and um, I was talking, and he shushed me. <laughs> this is this new song? Oh, well, the song was on, and he was <laughs> hearing his new song with the headsets on, and he was like, shh. 
Oh. So I got to be careful. I got to be careful. Uh, yeah, no, no. That makes me like you more than him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I really like this. Yeah, it's got a great vibe. Great. Oh, thanks. Did it go over well at the campfire? Were people like, yes, this is a, this is the first single? I have never played it at a campfire. Oh, really? It, no, because, uh, well, I mean, I've only finished it in October, so oh, okay. I haven't been at a campfire since. This is your summer for this one. <laughs> I may do it. Yeah. Why wouldn't Are I? you guys planning dates or anything, or is that too premature? There's a few dates. Yeah, there's oh, yeah? a few dates. Um, not a pile, but Mariposa Festival. Um, Will there be pressure to perform a hip song, do you think? Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, it's not the reason to go see you live, but like, you know. No, but um, it's okay. I, yeah. I'm in the hip, so uh, I'm okay with it. And Gord Sinclair, um, he does his own, he, you know, he put a record out. And, yeah. Um, and he does hip songs. So I just look at the ones he does, you know, research the set list and do other ones because I don't want to. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to do the double cover, but no, we did throw a couple of hip tunes in there for sure. Why not? I remember uh, interviewing you years ago when you guys came out with the Greatest Hits album. Um, and I remember we both were in agreement that there was a song missing from that track list. And the song for me was Pigeon Camera. And mm. I think you agreed that it probably should have been there. But I, think- I, I actually do agree. I forgot about that, but I do agree. I can't even believe it's not there. It's one of my I, favorite all-time hip songs, yeah. Yeah, and and it was like it wasn't a hit, but it was very known yeah, for the fans. Songs. Yeah, for the fans, yeah. love it. All right, Paul Langlois. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for popping by. I really appreciate uh, thanks uh, for that. Me. Good seeing you. It's great to see you again. What a guy that Paul Langlois. Eh? So lovely to talk to. Yeah, he's always been a really chill, cool guy. Yeah. I've uh, interviewed him uh, more times than I can remember, I think, like maybe five times, six times, mm-hmm. something like that. And mm-hmm. of course, I played that round of golf with him that he claims to remember <laughs> doing. I don't know if I believe that. That's I, amazing. I, I mean, great that, you know, that uh, if someone tipped him off to say, oh, by the way, you played a, gol- a round of golf with that guy. With this guy you're being interviewed But, by. you know, he did remember one of the old shows I was on and the person I was working with. So maybe, uh, but maybe he was briefed on that too. I doubt say, it. Didn't it. Matter. it didn't matter. He seems like a really sincere, nice Super guy. Super genuine. Yeah. And it, most of the, like, I would say everyone that I've spent time with from the Tragically Hip, they're all like that. They're just good dudes who happened to have a cool job playing music in one of the greatest bands that our country's ever seen. How did they not get jaded at some point? How did they not get egos? They're just down-to-earth people. I don't don't understand. Yeah. And I'm glad that he let us, you know, talk about the possibility of uh, them maybe doing a show again. It doesn't look promising at this point, but I don't know. Maybe they just need a bit more time, you know? Maybe. Still pretty fresh. Yeah. Anyway, if you're a hip fan, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Even if you're not, maybe you found it interesting to hear from one of the members. And our thanks to, uh, yeah, Paul Langlois for giving us so much time. Mm-hmm. He just basically, like, it he wasn't like, out. he's got to go. You guys got to wrap it up. There was none of that, which is what you normally get when yes. you do artist interviews. And thank you for checking out the podcast. Don't forget about our radio show. You can hear it every weekday morning in Toronto on 102.1 The Edge. And uh, we have a special evening show in Vancouver on the world-famous Sea Fox every weeknight from 6 to 8.
image and camera 